Well, we are in these weeks talking about the subject of faithfulness. And uh, we began the series with Psalm 8 and are ending it with Psalm 18. And at the outset of the series, I, I told you that I think those, those two psalms are appropriate bookends for what is in between those psalms, uh, 9 through 17. That Psalm 8 is a, a song of creation and celebration of, of a special relationship for which God has created us. And Psalm 18 is the song of redemption, which speaks of the restoration of that relationship. And in between are all of those psalms where we're looking at the way in which David chooses to remain faithful, even in the most difficult of times. It's the whole sense of how we were made for relationship with God and delivered into that relationship by God and then in between we've got to work with the implications of creation and redemption and what does it mean to live life now in light of those two truths that God has made us for himself and our hearts are restless until they rest in him and that God has restored relationship with himself in the person of Jesus Christ. Psalm 18 is a psalm that says right there in the little note that is on the psalm that it was composed on the occasion of David's defeat of Saul. The story of how David, you know, was anointed to be the king and Saul tried to get rid of him and, and ultimately David prevails and, and succeeds Saul as king and, and becomes king of Israel. It's a succession psalm. It's a psalm about David's ascent to the throne. And in that way, it's a celebration of deliverance, a celebration of freedom, of redemption, of rescue. And there are a couple of things that I want to say about reading the Psalms just generally, because I think it applies especially to Psalm 18. It's a long Psalm, and I'm going to read the whole thing. And I'm going to read the whole thing because Psalms are not something that we should be taking clippings from and developing theology based on those clippings. I'm not sure we should do any theological development in, in any way that's just about taking a text out and staking our lives on it. But Psalm 18 especially is the case because there are all sorts, there's all sorts of damage we could do by doing that. And uh, I won't go into all of those things. But the reality is, is we want to get a picture of it in its wholeness. We need to take it as a whole and discern the big picture. Psalms repeat themselves. That's what Hebrew poetry is. It's called parallelism, where the same thing, the same idea is expressed in a variety of ways and parallel notions of the same idea. And so we have to read the whole thing in order to get that big picture. And I've summarized what I think the big picture is in Psalm 18, and that's in the title of today's sermon which is, I belong. In other words, we were made by God for relationship with God and were delivered into and restored to that relationship. We were redeemed, if you will, by God. And we will now live according to that identity. So let's look at the 18th Psalm. I love you, Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so I shall be saved from my enemies. The cords of death encompassed me. 
The torrents of perdition assailed me. The cords of Sheol entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. To my God, I cried for help. From his temple, he heard my voice, and my cry to him reached his ears. Then the earth reeled and rocked. The foundations of the mountains trembled and quaked because he was angry. Smoke went up from his nostrils and devouring fire from his mouth, glowing coals flamed forth from him. He bowed the heavens and came down. Thick darkness was under his feet. He rode on a cherub and flew. He came swiftly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his covering around him, his canopy thick clouds dark with water. Out of the brightness before him there broke through his clouds hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the Most High uttered his voice. And he sent out his arrows and shattered them. He flashed forth lightnings and routed them. Then the channels of the sea were seen, and the foundations of the world were laid bare at your rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of your nostrils." He reached down from on high. He took me. He drew me out of mighty waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a broad place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands. He recompensed me, for I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not wickedly departed from God. For all his ordinances were before me and his statutes I did not put away from me. I was blameless before him and I kept myself from guilt. Therefore, the Lord has recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his sight. With the loyal, you show yourself loyal. With the blameless, you show yourself blameless. With the pure, you show yourself pure. And with the crooked, you show yourself perverse. For you deliver a humble people, but the haughty eyes you bring down. It is you who light my lamp. The Lord my God lights up my darkness. By you, I can crush a troop. And by my God, I can leap over a wall. This God, his way is perfect. The promise of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all who take refuge in him. For who is God except the Lord? And who is a rock besides our God? The God who girded me with strength and made my way safe. He made my feet like the feet of a deer and set me secure on the heights. He trains my hands for war so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. You have given me the shield of your salvation and your right hand has supported me. Your help has made me great. You gave me a wide place for my steps under me and my feet did not slip. I pursued my enemies and overtook them and did not turn back until they were consumed. I struck them down so that they were not able to rise. They fell under my feet. For you girded me with strength for the battle. You made my assailants sink under me. You made my enemies turn their backs to me, and those who hated me I destroyed. They cried for help, but there was no one to save them. They cried to the Lord, but he did not answer them. 
I beat them fine like dust before the wind. I cast them out like the mire of the streets. You delivered me from strife with the peoples. You made me head of the nations, people whom I had not known served me. As soon as they heard of me, they obeyed me. Foreigners came cringing to me. Foreigners lost heart and came trembling out of their strongholds. The Lord lives. Blessed be my rock and exalted be the God of my salvation. The God who gave me vengeance and subdued peoples under me, who delivered me from my enemies. Indeed, you exalted me above my adversaries. You delivered me from the violent. For this I will extol you, O Lord. I will extol you among the nations and sing praise to your name. Great triumphs he gives to his king and shows steadfast love to his anointed, to David and to his descendants forever. Let's pray. Lord, help us to hear your voice today. The voice of power and strength the voice of tenderness and love and help us to respond to that voice and claim the name that you have given us. For we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, as you read through Psalm 18, it's hard to miss the fact that it was written by a young man. (laughs) The energy and the athleticism of this psalm don't come from one whose back is stiff and whose knees are sore. (laughs) And what we have pictured here is David leaping over walls and nimbly scaling the heights. And those are inspiring images of the great young warrior who overthrows Saul who wanted to overthrow him. And any experience that I have that even remotely relates to what David writes about here happened when, as Billy Joel says, I was someone wearing a younger man's clothes. (laughs) But I take heart in this song, even if I can't identify with David in it. And while I wish it was literally true that faithfulness to Jesus would empower me to leap over a wall while I was running, I know that Psalm 18 tells me something that is more substantial than that. It tells me something that empowers me in a more sustainable way for a longer period of time. It tells me a more enduring and realistic truth about what it is that sustains us in in all of life, irrespective of our age and our ability. And that's the truth of God's deliverance. It's the message that the psalmist wants to get across and is celebrating in this text. It's the truth stated by Isaiah in Isaiah 43.1 where it says, Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name and you're mine. It's that truth that we belong, body and soul, in life and in death, not to ourselves, but to our God. 
that God has released us from the things that enslave us, that God has restored us to relationship with himself, that God has established us on a new way in a broad and open space where our steps are secure. That's what David is celebrating. And what I want to celebrate in this psalm this morning is how it's a song of thanksgiving for deliverance. Deliverance first out of a death-dealing reality and then deliverance into an eternal relationship with God. First, it's a deliverance out of. It's a redemption. Redemption is a word that simply means to be bought out of, to be freed from slavery. And the way David talks about that is as if cords were being cut loose. As you look at verses 4 and 5, there's just a repetition of entanglement that you see with him. The cords of death encompassed me. The torrents of perdition assailed me. The cords of Sheol entangled me. The snares of death confronted me. In other words, there's something I'm tied up in, some net here, and I can't get out of it. And so God cuts the cords loose. The, the things that would pull us down into the pit or underwater are severed. And we're freed. Freed to rise to the surface and, and take in air. The enemies who were about to destroy us have been vanquished. If you look at verses 16 through 18 of the psalm, he reached down from on high. He took me. He drew me out of mighty waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy. And from those who hated me, for they were too mighty for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. So it's a deliverance out of something that David is celebrating, but he's also celebrating a deliverance into something, a restored relationship, the freedom of a, of a safe space. He talks about his feet being set on a broad and open space, a, a wide place for his steps where they're secure under him, that he is secure on the heights and has feet like a deer that can scale those sides of the mountains in, a, in what would otherwise be known as a, a narrow place for us. And also a deliverance into a, a relationship of light that dispels darkness. You light my lamp, he says. It's deliverance out of a powerful isolation and deliverance into a sure-footed confidence. Deliverance out of an isolation that makes us feel as if we've been emptied of all energy and deliverance into a place where our feet are securely under us and we can move forward in the confidence that we're not going to trip. Deliverance out of the frightful despair of having nothing but ourselves and deliverance into the truth that we belong to one who has created us for a life far more abundant than we can create for ourselves. And to be saved in this way is not just about what happens after this life in this body comes to an end, but to be saved Delivered is to be delivered into a relationship that can begin now and persists into eternity. It's to taste eternity right now. 
That's really the message of Psalm 18. It's what David is singing about. And as I, I thought about these lines about being down in the pit and then being raised up about being entangled in the cords of perdition and then having those cords cut and being released into the broad space. The passage that came to me was a, a couple of lines from Viktor Frankl's book, Man's Search for Meaning. Frankl, a psychiatrist, Jewish psychiatrist, who was taken into captivity uh, by the Nazis put in more than one of their death camps, but miraculously survived Auschwitz and was there when the, the camp was liberated, speaks about his life in this book, Man's Search for Meaning, and identifies what kept him going while he was in the camp. And on a few days after the liberation of the camp, he writes about an experience that's just a great illustration of exactly what David is expressing in the 18th Psalm. He says, one day, a few days after the liberation, I walked through the country past flowering meadows for miles and miles toward the market town near the camp. Larks rose to the sky and I could hear their joyous song. There was no one to be seen for miles around. There was nothing but the wide earth and sky and the lark's jubilation and the freedom of space. I stopped, looked around, and up to the sky and then went down on my knees. At that moment there was very little I knew of myself or of the world. But I had one sentence in mind, always the same. I called to the Lord from my narrow prison, and he answered me in the freedom of space. How long I knelt there and repeated this sentence, memory can no longer recall. But I know that on that day, in that hour, my new life started. Step for step, I progressed until I again became a human being. Frankel's describing this deliverance out of and deliverance into that we've been talking about. The dehumanizing experience, the isolating experience, the death-dealing experience of being in one of those Nazi death camps that told him he didn't belong and that he wasn't human. And yet something happens to him after the liberation where suddenly in the broad and open space he knows very much that he belongs and why he belongs and begins the process of growing into his humanity once again. The knowledge of God delivers us into a knowledge of ourselves. The knowledge of being rescued by the one who made us for relationship with himself frees us to be, to live into our true self. It is to make the move out of that flailing uncertainty into that place of sure-footed confidence. It's to be transferred out of the dominion of darkness and delivered into the kingdom of God's beloved son. And it's not something we have to wait for. It's something we can begin growing into in this life. 
because the one who made us knows us by name and calls out that name. And God longs for us to know and respond to that name and so find the peace that only he can give when we know that we belong. Let's pray. Lord, help us to live in thanksgiving for the the cutting of those cords that want to pull us down and the deliverance into that broad and open space where we are free to hear the name that you have given us and become who you have created us to be. Deliver us from that dominion of darkness and transfer us into the place of light. For we pray in the name of the one who is the light of the world. Amen.